Chapter sixty seven of the Man in the Iron Mask by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Friendly Advice Fouquet had gone to bed. Like a man who clings to life and wishes to economize as much as possible, that slender tissue of existence, of which the shocks and frictions of this world so quickly wear out the tenuity. D'Artagnan appeared at the door of this chamber, and was saluted by the superintendent with a very affable, "'Good day.' "'Bonjour, Monseigneur,' replied the musketeer. "'How did you get through the journey?' "'Tolerably well.' thank you and the fever but poorly i drink as you perceive i am scarcely arrived and i have already levied a contribution of tisane upon nantes you should sleep first monseigneur eh corbleu my dear monsieur d'artagnan i should be very glad to sleep who hinders you why you in the first place i oh monseigneur no doubt you do is it at nantes as at paris do you not come in the king's name for heaven's sake monseigneur replied the captain leave the king alone the day on which i shall come on the part of the king for the purpose you mean take my word for it I will not leave you long in doubt. You will see me place my hand on my sword according to the ordinance, and you will hear my say at once, in ceremonial voice, Monseigneur, in the name of the king, I arrest you. You promise me that frankness, said the superintendent. Upon my honor, but we have not come to that, believe me what makes you think that monsieur d'artagnan for my part i think quite the contrary i have heard speak of nothing of the kind replied d'artagnan eh eh said fouquet indeed no you are an agreeable man in spite of your fever the king should not cannot help loving you at the bottom of his heart Fouquet's expression implied doubt. "'But, Monsieur Colbert,' said he, "'does Monsieur Colbert love me as much as you say?' "'I am not speaking of Monsieur Colbert,' replied D'Artagnan. "'He is an exceptional man. "'He does not love you so much as very possible, "'but, mordieu, the squirrel can guard himself against the adder "'with very little trouble.' do you know that you are speaking to me quite as a friend replied fouquet and that upon my life i have never met with a man of your intelligence and heart you are pleased to say so replied d'artagnan why did you wait till to-day to pay me such a compliment blind that we are murmured fouquet your voice is getting hoarse said d'artagnan drink monseigneur drink and he offered him a cup of tisane with the most friendly cordiality fouquet took it and thanked him by a gentle smile such things only happen to me said the musketeer 
I have passed ten years under your very beard, while you were rolling about tons of gold. You were clearing an annual pension of four millions. You never observed me. And you find out there is such a person in this world, just as the moment you... Just at the moment I am about to fall, interrupted Fouquet. That is true, my dear Monsieur d'Artagnan. I did not say so. But you thought so. And that is the same thing. Well, if I fall, take my word as truth. I shall not pass a single day without saying to myself, as I strike my brow, Fool, fool, stupid mortal, you had a Monsieur d'Artagnan under your eye and hand, and you did not employ him. You did not enrich him. You overwhelm me, said the captain. I esteem you greatly. There exists another man, then, who does not think as Monsieur Colbert thinks, said the surintendant. How this Monsieur Colbert looms in your imagination! He is worse than fever. Oh, I have good cause, said Fouquet. Judge for yourself. And he related the details of the course of the lighters and the hypocritical persecution of Colbert. Is not this a clear sign of my ruin? D'Artagnan became very serious. That is true, he said. Yes, it has an unsavory odor, as Monsieur de Treville used to say. And he fixed on Monsieur Fouquet's intelligent and significant look. Am I not clearly designated in that, Captain? Is not the king bringing me to Nantes, to get me away from Paris, where I have so many creatures, and to possess himself of Belle-Isle? Where Monsieur d'Herblay is, added D'Artagnan, Fouquet raised his head. As for me, Monseigneur, continued D'Artagnan, I can assure you the king has said nothing to me against you. Indeed. The king commanded me to set out for Nantes, it is true, and to say nothing about it to Monsieur de Gesvres. My friend. To Monsieur de Gesvres, yes, Monseigneur, continued the musketeer, whose eyes did not cease to speak a language different from the language of his lips. The king, moreover, commanded me to take a brigade of musketeers, which is apparently superfluous, as the country is quite quiet. A brigade, said Fouquet, raising himself upon his elbow. Ninety-six horsemen, yes, Monseigneur, the same number as were employed in arresting Messieurs de Chalet, de Cinquemars, and Montmorency. Fouquet pricked up his ears at these words, pronounced without apparent value. And what else? said he. Oh! nothing but insignificant orders such as guarding the castle guarding every lodging allowing none of monsieur de gesvres guards to occupy a single post and as to myself cried fouquet what orders had you as to you monseigneur 
not the smallest word monsieur d'artagnan my safety my honor perhaps my life are at stake you would not deceive me i to what end are you threatened only there really is an order with respect to carriages and boats an order yes but it cannot concern you a simple measure of police what is it captain what is it to forbid all horses or boats to leave nantes without a pass signed by the king great god but d'artagnan began to laugh oh that is not to be put into execution before the arrival of the king at nantes so that you see plainly monseigneur the order in no wise concerns you fouquet became thoughtful and d'artagnan feigned not to observe his preoccupation it is evident by my thus confiding to you the orders which have been given to me that i am friendly towards you and that i am trying to prove to you that none of them are directed against you without doubt without doubt said fouquet still absent let us recapitulate said the captain his glance beaming with earnestness a special guard about the castle in which your lodging is to be is it not do you know the castle ha huh, monseigneur a regular prison the absence of monsieur de gesvres who has the honor of being one of your friends the closing of the gates of the city and of the river without a pass but only when the king shall have arrived please to observe monsieur fouquet that if instead of speaking to a man like you who are one of the first in the kingdom i were speaking to a troubled uneasy conscience i should compromise myself for ever what a fine opportunity for any one who wished to be free no police no guards no orders the water free the roads free monsieur d'artagnan obliged to lend his horses if required all this ought to reassure you monsieur fouquet for the king would not have left me thus independent if he had any sinister designs in truth monsieur fouquet ask me whatever you like i am at your service and in return if you will consent to do it do me a service that of giving my compliments to aramis and porthos in case you embark for belle-isle as you have a right to do without changing your dress immediately in your robe de chambre just as you are saying these words and with a profound bow the musketeer whose looks had lost none of their intelligent kindness left the apartment he had not reached the steps of the vestibule when fouquet quite beside himself hung to the bell-rope and shouted my horses my lighter but nobody answered the surintendant dressed himself with everything that came to hand gorvie gorvie cried he while slipping his watch into his pocket and the bell sounded again whilst fouquet repeated gorvie 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 at length appeared breathless and pale let us be gone let us be gone cried fouquet as soon as he saw him it is too late said the surintendant's poor friend too late 
why listen and they heard the sounds of trumpets and drums in front of the castle what does that mean gourville it means the king is come monseigneur the king the king who has ridden double stages who has killed horses and who is eight hours in advance of all our calculations we are lost murmured fouquet brave d'artagnan all is over thou hast spoken to me too late the king in fact was entering the city which soon resounded with the cannon from the ramparts and from a vessel which replied from the lower parts of the river fouquet's brow darkened he called his valet de chambre and dressed in ceremonial costume from his window behind the curtains he could see the eagerness of the people and the movement of a large troop which had followed the prince the king was conducted to the castle with great pomp and fouquet saw him dismount under the portcullis and say something in the ear of d'artagnan who held his stirrup d'artagnan when the king had passed under the arch directed his steps toward the house fouquet was in but so slowly and stopping so frequently to speak to his musketeers drawn up like a hedge that it might be said he was counting the seconds or the steps before accomplishing his object fouquet opened the window to speak to him in the court ha huh! cried d'artagnan on perceiving him are you still there monseigneur and that word still completed the proof to fouquet of how much information and how many useful counsels were contained in the first visit the musketeer had paid him the surintendant sighed deeply good heavens yes monsieur replied he the arrival of the king has interrupted me in the projects i had formed oh then you know that the king has arrived yes monsieur i have seen him and this time you come from him to inquire after you monseigneur and if your health is not too bad to beg you to have the kindness to repair to the castle directly monsieur d'artagnan directly ah mordieu said the captain now the king is come there is no more walking for anybody no more free will the password governs all now you as much as me me as much as you fouquet heaved a last sigh climbed with difficulty into his carriage so great was his weakness and went to the castle escorted by d'artagnan whose politeness was not less terrifying this time than it had just before been consoling and cheerful End of chapter 67 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia